episode of the SUS podcast where we reunite and bring together while motivating the passionate to pursue. I'm your guest host Tonya Susan and today we're going to be talking about photography. So for today's episode it's an honor to have two guests to share about this skill of theirs and first we have someone who needs no introduction but I will do so anyways. He is a man who is skilled with a film camera and equally as skilled in bringing joy to others. You can find some of his work at Less underscore photos about ph on instagram let's give it up for alessi pakla hey guys you on, sir. thank you for having me yeah. um, thank you it's an honor and also we have a woman who is also great with the camera and is currently a managing editor for her school paper from the city of smiles let's give it up for anna mapa hi guys i like that intro it's so cute okay welcome, hi welcome great to have you too Mm-hmm. So, do you guys want to introduce yourself? Say something more about yourselves. And stuff? Hi, I'm Anna. I'm twenty. I'm twenty. Um, I've I like taking photos. Yeah, and I'm part of a school paper, so it's more than just like taking photos, but like telling stories and all of that. Um, aside from photography, I like football and the environment and fish and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome to have you here. I'm a third year. I'm a third year student at La Salle. Probably by the time this comes out, I'm gonna be third year. So that's cool. And that's me. Hi, I'm Alessi. Uh, I like taking pictures. I don't know what else to say, but thank you for that wonderful intro. Um, and it's an honor to be here. Yes. Okay. So let's get let's get this underway, guys. Yes, so um, get it on. Let's go. So like on the topic of like photography and everything, where did this ambition to become a photographer or take interest in taking photos come from? Like where did it all start? What is the origin story of your passion? You know. Um, I guess like growing up, I was always like interested in taking photos because like. Um, my dad was really into photography growing up and like especially like both my parents like they really like taking photos of us like basically anywhere but it wasn't the cringy ones naman. like you know when parents make their kids post, post their photos <laughs> and then it's like super post but they really like they really wanted us to be like in the moment and candid and I was always wondering like whenever we went out or like went on vacation they were super adamant about like having photos of people and places and just like capturing those memories So, like, for me naman, like, whenever we traveled and stuff, like, I would always, like, insist, like, oh, I want to take photos of this and of that. And I think it was, like, major later on in, like, well, later on in life, fifth grade. That's not late. But it was, like, when I started, like, going to school that I realized, like, oh, photography isn't just, like, something that people do for fun or, like, to preserve memories and stuff. Like, wow, it's actually things that people can like learn and take seriously and like some people take it as a profession some of it like some people use photography to tell stories some of it use photography to get higher grades and be more bebo with projects and stuff so I guess that's where like the ambition in photography came from but there's always like an interest and a hobby or like 
uh, like not in a way of life, but it was just like always there. But like mm-hmm. taking it as an ambition and like taking it one step forward. It was really like in school and student publications and stuff like that. Awesome. Okay. Nice to mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, oh, uh, well, I never had like a photography background. None of my relatives used to be a photographer. None of that. But um, I used to take pictures along on my iPod Touch when I was like, I don't know how old, like super small. Lang. So I'd, you know, take pictures of anything and everywhere and all that. Then my mom was like, hey, you know, I used to work. Yeah, I got older, and um, my mom was like, "You know, I used to work for for Kodak. You should try, you should try film." But then, you know, it wasn't as big as it was now, so you know, it was hard to look for a camera and all that. So I stuck to my phone and all that, and then um, eventually, I got a around like three years ago, I got a camera, a film camera, and my mom was like, "Okay, you better start with film because." You know that's what's really gonna teach you, and don't go straight to digital. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, I started uh, with a film camera. I still have it today. I still use it, the very first one. And uh, I just fell in as cheesy as it that sounds. I fell in love with the whole process of of film photography and all that, and holding it. And even though nothing came out in that first ever role, I still liked it. And yeah, that's that's how I started. Yeah. You know, there's always something so sentimental about film photos. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll never know how it comes out. Kasi. That's true. That's yeah. True. That's true. You're taking it as a memory. Yeah, it's expensive. Let it develop on next time. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to your Kodak Great. moment. <laughs> Kodak moment. They give you the free album, don't <laughs> Like, like, the yellow one? Yeah, the yeah. yellow one. <laughs> all my childhood photos are in those albums. So good to know that we all came from like more or less the Kodak also. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's so cool though. Like even coming from like kind of different backgrounds of photography, one being more digital and one being more film. Like obviously this passion started when you guys were kids. Or I'm, at least I'm assuming for Alessi because I thought she's like, that was like a 20, 2010, 2011 device. So like, yeah. maybe yeah. when you were still like all preteen-ish, and for Anna like family vacations, like yeah. when you were a little, a little kid, pa. So, like, can you guys remember like the first? Oh, obviously you can't remember the first photo you ever took on like a device, but like the first photo you ever took after you guys like started getting into photography, like. Can you remember what it was and like what what were the thoughts running through your head like after you you clicked the button and captured that moment like must have been a magical experience yeah magical experience is right uh <laughs> even though nothing came out from my first photo i can't remember my very first photo uh but i can remember the very first role i had which i still keep in my la- on my laptop and i have the negatives for it Nothing's there. Absolutely nothing's there. But, you know, it's like a constant reminder, like, wow, you know, this is what made me fall in love with this, pro- this process. And, uh, yeah, and it, it's expensive, but the results are 
way different from your phone or a digital camera. It it's it the feels different. I love the grain. And yeah, it's nostalgic as as he said. So yeah, I can't really understand. I can't get sorry, I can't really remember my first photo, but my first role. Yeah, that was a fun experience. Nice. Good that you still have it. It's a nice reminder of like yeah. what started you off, mm-hmm. Jabba. Even if there's nothing there. Like mm-hmm. that's your nothing. Yeah. It's also great to like look back on and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Like to see like the progress that you've had from like before to now. It's like really good. Oh yeah, like yeah, because like I can't shoot now because of the pandemic. So I always like look back at my pictures and all that. That's nice. How about you, Anna? I guess. Yeah, like when I, you know, when you guys sent the questions, but I remember this like this photo we have in the family album in in those yellow Kodak ones. Then it was like a photo of my parents at the beach, and like every time they showed it to me, they were like, "Oh, you took this photo." And I was like, "How old was I? Like three. It's like okay. And then like looking back at it like recently, I was like, "It doesn't look like a three-year-old took that." Okay, that's pretty solid. Wow. So, like, I don't remember the first photo <laughs> I took, but like I guess like at the age of three. I knew how to hold the camera straight and how to press a button and like how to look for people. But I guess like um, I don't know. I'm really in love with like the technicalities of photography and like changing all the lighting and stuff like that. And like the first real time, I took a photo in like a studio. Like shout out to Studio Studio Twenty Six Project Twenty Six. Like that's my friend's studio. And like he took me to the studio and like he taught me all these things about. Composition and like balance and lighting and like really using like flash and all of that, and like I always thought it was like okay, just like taking photos on like auto auto mode, and then like if it looks good, it looks good. It looks bad, and like oh, that's just the lighting. But like knowing that you can control elements like that is so interesting. And like um, when you change different elements, you change different moods, and like the photo comes out so different if you like. Take it a peg higher in the ISO and like in the light sensitivity. It's like so interesting. So yeah, that's that's what that's what was running through my head. I was, like I always thought photography was like capturing what's there, but like apparently you can like do so much more with what's there and like especially light. Wow, nearly that's out, true. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think, sorry, just to add long. I have the same uh, situation as Anna in the part. I, I just thought it was just point and shoot, like literally point and shoot. But there's so many elements to it. And um, and I don't put my camera anymore in auto mode. Like I, I just have to put it in manual because I, I don't know. Like you control it more, as Anna said. You control it more. And the final product if you you have a connection to it because you fixed every all the settings and you just didn't click the shutter you know you you fixed these settings to make it look a certain way yeah so yeah that's what's nice about it that's so true like unless you like that super satisfying feeling when you like you stand in front of one thing and then you go through all these settings just to take that one perfect photo oh, yeah. and you've been there for like five oh, yeah. minutes huh? 
So if like if it's on auto mode, you just stand there and shoot. But then since you're like fixing yeah. the lighting and like all the you have all the little settings and components, and like when you finally get that shot, you're like, you feel so good. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That must be so like personally validating to like know that like even if like so many people look at the same thing and take the same picture, like each one of you does it. In such a creative way that you can call it your mm-hmm. own talaga, because mm-hmm. like no two people have the same like way they see yeah. things, yeah. 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 And that really reflects in the yeah. way that like each photo is taken by each photographer, and that's what makes you know each one yeah. so unique and so special. Yeah. Even if they're taking a picture of the same thing, like ten different people can take the same yeah. sunset, and it will all be like super different. Right. Yeah. yeah. Different. It depends on like the perspective that exactly. you take at the yeah. angle. Mm-hmm. It really like it's that's like the beauty in the photography because like I feel like no one photo would be like the same like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like in connection with the whole perspective thing, how do you guys decide what catches your eye or like what, like how to photograph like a, let's say a scenery? I guess like um to like have a little cuento. When I was like, not so in training, but like when they would teach us photography and stuff in school, it was always the same thing. Like, oh, you take a photo of this, this rock or like this flower in the middle of a field. And like, I always honestly struggled with that because I like, imagine trying to like make captions of of like, of out of photos of like still objects, and it's such a contrast to like let's say painting, like you see in those movie scenes that people are like, oh, learning how to paint. So it's like a like a bowl of fruit and something like that so like you learn from taking photo uh you learn from painting something that's still like oh uh-huh, yeah. I, yeah i did learn from like taking photos of like still objects and like subjects that didn't move but that's not how that's not how the world works and like i guess for me personally i really enjoy taking photos of like people more Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it just kind of sucks like we're in the middle of a pandemic you can't really take photos of people but like yeah like the way the way it's like super interesting when like a person so perfectly placed in a spot like those are always like my favorite travel photos when it's like a building and like there's just like, a person right in the middle of a doorway it's like wow that's so cool like they're just like right there it's not close and that's how like how small they are in the grand scheme of things and stuff like that with like um yeah, the most unique perspectives and things. Um, again, I'm also in a school club, and we always like, like every year we go through this thing called like recruitment, and we ask photographer applicants to like send photos, and it's always like one thing for me personally that I look out for is like whether or not the person has an eye for it, which I think like that's such a thing, and I feel like if you agree with me, like like having an eye yeah. for photography, it's like knowing when. Oh yeah. Like knowing when things are like perfectly centered or like knowing how lines look good and like how framing looks so good and that's really like again what catches your eye when you decide to photograph it's like when you take a photo the end product is going to be like a two-dimensional thing like knowing that it's all gonna fit in like a little rectangle and like all the experiences all the things you see in front of you are only gonna be like condensed into a very very small thing kind of like how much of this experience do I want to keep in this photograph? So like that's for me, like how much of a story can be told into like a little box? 
Yeah. It's a nice way to look at it. I never thought about yeah. it like that. Uh, oh my God, this I can be taking a picture of like a valley and it's just gonna be a rectangle on my phone or like on my device. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, for me, um, well, I never, not like, I don't know, like she had a background with photography. I did not, like nobody taught me what the rule of thirds was or how what an aperture is um so when i first got my uh film camera back sorry when i first got my film camera uh i had to uh well self-study um what it what it was how to work first of all like how to work my camera and then what lane i wanted to take in photography because there's so many you know there's portraiture there's still life so, yeah, so I had to, you know, research on that and really study on it just so I can, you know, like, there's no one, no, there's no one, there's, sorry, there's nobody there to teach me. So, you know, I, internet, YouTube, and anything that could help me throughout. And I still do it, you know, I still, I still learn from it and, and all. Um, so usually I take uh, street photography and it's it's a broad lane of photography and then how I quote unquote train my eye or or you know like find something that's nice to capture. Yeah, you know, I look up to um previous and legendary photographers, you no, know, and I study them and study what I like about their pictures. And of course not copy it, but somehow like what can I learn from that and, and apply it to what I'm doing. So yeah, so that's how I that's how I do it. No one. It's so cool to see like yeah. two 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 different approaches to like the same yeah. passion. Mm-hmm. Like really coming from different backgrounds and yet you you see eye to eye on like all of the like strategies that you use, like your your way of like your decision process of trying to like capture your pictures also it's you can relate to each other even if you're coming yeah, from there's like a connection yeah exactly yeah do you guys like have like a dream shoot like for example you want to be like a nat geo photographer or like a olympic photographer like that well for me this is uh a lot of photographers may know this thing called Magnum, Magnum photographer, uh, Magnum. Um, so they're this, like, they were since like the 50s spot and they would, you know, get photographers and they would like um, give them assignments and where to go. So these, um, you know, the, some photographers would go document the war, others would document mm-hmm. some celebrity, you know, there's a, you guys should check it out, the Magnum, Magnum, uh, Magnum photos, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's like my dream to be, to be, to do something like that. Of course, not necessarily Magnum, but like something like that. But like on a realistic scale, I think I've never been to New York, and I'm a, I like street photography. So that's like the birthplace of street photography. So that's where I really want to go and shoot pictures. Cool, let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I guess for me, like, I guess if someone asked me, I think someone asked me recently, like, what hobby would I have taken up or like, what dream job would I want? 
Like, there were like no holds barred or anything. And I, I said, I know, like a National Geographic photographer because I, mean, I love nature and like animals and like not just, not just like taking photos of like animals in the wild and stuff like that, but really stories of people. Um, some of the photographers, like the Filipino photographers that I really look up to, like Sinahara Reyes Morales and Ezra Kayan, like the things that make their photos so memorable and like so striking. It's like you feel like you're there. Like you feel like you're in a dark room with those people in the Escanitas or like in the middle of the jaguar and with everything going on. And it's kind of just like... um. Kind of like I forgot to mention this also because like when you take photos, it's like you're bringing a piece of something to people mm-hmm. who aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. It's true. Um, right? Yeah. So it's kind of just like yeah. so like if I were to like scale down that dream a bit. Like if you ask me that question, like yeah. to be a little more realistic, like what dream shoot would I want to have? Maybe like a UAP dream. Honestly, like I miss. Like I know I I miss out on the opportunity to have that because of the pandemic, but like being a student photographer and everything, like just experiencing all of the emotions of the rap yeah. games. Like especially being like a former athlete myself, like knowing all the stories that happen like on the benches, in the stands, yeah. in between goals and stuff yeah. like that. Like that's something I want to capture. Like not just like the game itself, but like the intensity of everything behind Emotion. it. And that's also why documentary photography is yeah. so cool. Because like um yeah. It's like you stick with a subject throughout the whole thing. So you don't you don't just like capture an event. But like for yeah. example, like you stick with an entire football team football team to the end of the season and like you capture their games, you capture their training sessions, the awards, and you follow the lives of like athletes and stuff like that. So yeah, documentary photography, yeah. nature, wildlife, and sports. Yeah, that's like so interesting that yeah. you mentioned like the whole like intensity of like the emotions and yeah like, like i've seen like so many photo- like uh photographs that like capture that and like if like you like pan out to like the audience and stuff like you really see like their faces or something when like someone's like shooting for a game winner let's say and stuff like you could really see like the nervousness the excitement like if it goes in the sadness if it misses and everything so like that's the beauty to like of photography. Like it can capture so many different emotions, and like yeah, like it really makes you feel like like you're there. Like for me, like the best photos that I've seen are the ones that make me really immersed into the like environment, and like I'm not even there, but I really feel like I'm there. So yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, and what I got yeah. from that is like, it's nice to kind of like combine photography is something else that you're passionate about like what you mentioned like wildlife sports it makes you know taking like pictures you know of those of those things even more special you know because you get to tell a story and again it's something you're passionate about so it's like photography is an art form that's true yeah that's so true and like to think that like even a still can make like everyone feel like so many emotions at the same time like all of those pictures of like well i have a soft spot for wildlife photos so like all the pictures of like sharks and whales that like divers take i'm just like so like in awe of it to think that like that's actually something that exists for real and even though i'm so far away from it i feel like i'm right there like 
experiencing yeah. what the photographer yeah. felt when they took it, which I think is like a really good goal for a lot of photographers to have is to really like make it so immersive that even people who, you know, like Anna said, aren't really there, like they're getting a piece of how it felt to be in that situation, which is a super, yeah, it's a super, this is a nice way to, to look at taking photos. Like, And it's like, when you have like those photos and stuff, like you can really like look back on it. Like the historical photos, even like the ones of the past, like those black and white photos of like art history, let's say, like it's those are like really like mementos, talaga. Like, man, like they were experiencing at this time. They photographed this moment and stuff like right. that. Like, like, like those wartime photos. Like I'm so in awe of those because it's just like the intensity of everything happening, not knowing whether or not you're gonna like live or not. But you're still capturing that yeah. moment so that people can look back on it or like even just see see it happen. That's like really something to like. And yeah, the, the emotion. Yeah. If Tonya likes uh, war photography stuff, uh, you should check out uh, Robert Kappa, Slightly Out of Focus. Okay. That's no. pretty cool. Yeah. You should look at that. Yeah. Curious, what hits you guys more? Like looking at photos of like a certain for example event or like watching a video about it for example if it's like something about war you know would you be hit more with like a really striking photo or if you watch something like a documentary about it i uh, well if we're talking about photography why it it uh I'd, I'd, i'd look at the picture first and then and then I w- then I'll, I want to know the story behind it. Yeah. yeah. I guess, and maybe like especially now with technology. Like I got okay. I'm talking about the Netflix show, but it's about like cameras, but um, cameras capturing things. You guys should watch um David Attenborough's Life in Color, and it's a lot about how like how technology has really allowed us to see more than the human eye. And I guess with like what. Ramon said that like um, photos really allow us to capture so much more than the eye can see and if it was something like a really cool historical event or like something really cool in, in nature cameras have this thing that like you can see this like you can see um, with the shutter speed it's like one 1600 or something like that so like you can capture like a split second thing happening like you can't really see on video and if it happens to you, like, in real life, you can't really tell. But, like, for example, if it's something intense, like a sporting event, like, you're going to have a photo of that split-second thing forever. And that's so cool to think about. Yeah. Relating to uh, what, what Anna said was, uh, one thing that came to mind was this, uh, this thing called uh, the decisive moment. Um, made famous by uh, Henri Cartier-Bresson. Uh, it's like, you know, this technology now, you can just burst shot it, right? And then just pick through whatever. And, oh, this, this one looks good. Like, if you take a picture of a guy running, you just burst shot it usually. And then you just pick through all the choices. But, you know, there was no burst shot then, especially with film photography. That's why this decisive moment, you have to in a way, like, predict and study what that person or animal uh, is going to do. So, you know, like, if it's, uh, like, this is famous 
uh, photo of that when you when you type up the decisive moment. It's usually this photo of a man jumping up, jumping over a puddle. And that was what the 50s, no burst shot, no nothing. That was just a film camera. And uh, I think the story behind it is he just he knew this the photographer, Cartier Bresson knew that of course he was gonna jump over this puddle. And and you know that that's what you have to know as photographers too that you know in a way you have to predict and the behavior of the people and the surroundings so you know when to ready your camera. There's so much like technical aspects like when it comes to like a photograph. Like it may seem like so simple, but then it's really like there's really a lot of like complexities like behind it. Uh, right. It's like a process. Yeah, yeah. 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 Imagine like a, a photo of like what, what Alessi mentioned when, when when a guy jumps into a puddle. And then you see like the exact moment where he like splashes the water and stuff. I mean, it looks so cool, right? but in real in real in reality, he just jumped on a puddle. Right? So that's <laughs> it's so cool. You know? And that moment will never happen again. Yeah. Yeah, at least not the same way. Like he can jump over it as many times as he wants, not yeah. gonna be the same. Yeah. That's true. And actually, Tonya said something about like how photography is so technical. But one of the things like I really enjoyed when I listened to like other photographers and their seminars and stuff like that is like one of their biggest pieces of advice is like, oh, just take photos using your phone. Like aside from the fact that like technology is so advanced nowadays, like phones have really freaking good cameras. Like I remember back in 2012, 2010, when like Nokia came out with a 40 megapixel phone camera, and we were all just like, whoa, that's intense. And like, how much yeah. more these days? And like, photography is so accessible to everyone. Yeah. I guess I want to I wanna flip the script and ask you guys, like our hosts, because like, I feel like we've been talking about oh. photography as something like a higher sense that you have to master. But like, we, we all have it on our, you're not all, maybe like if someone's phone has a broken camera, but like, photography yeah, it's so accessible so yeah it's like what's the nicest what's the photo like you remember? what's the most memorable photo you've taken Ooh. Um, <laughs> that's hard <laughs> i have like one i like the prettiest one i don't know i'll look for mine wait yeah me too hold on i was in like balancing <laughs> with my with my family and stuff and it was like um afternoon mga like i think three or four-ish i think and then golden hour time yeah the golden hour time and stuff and i love this photo like my my dad and my my, my little sister they're like walking on this bridge towards the beach and stuff and i just captured it i was just like it's, it's so it was like a cute moment and stuff nice. i captured it and then I was just like, oh, they're not super. They're not like better than I expected and stuff. Like <laughs> you could see like the shad, like the like, too, and it's like dark and stuff. But like, yeah, like you know, like you know, like there's like finally like, shadows and stuff like that. But like, like you, you can like just see like their figures, like not their like faces or even. Yeah. It's just like their figures and stuff, and it's so like, like it matched well with like the lighting and everything. So I think that's like my favorite photo that I've ever taken. It wasn't in my phone, but like. So, yeah, I think that's mine. Yeah. I'll look for it now, but yeah. Um, I think for me, because I didn't start using Instagram when the world did. I was a bit late. So I ended up making my 
first account mid 2015 and then i deleted that account and made a second one when i started senior year and that was sakta right before i went to fukuoka japan so i decided like oh it's a perfect opportunity to get photos into my feed like I can just start taking whatever and it's going to look nice. So I downloaded all the editing apps like Visco, like Snapseed. Of course, I was playing with the with the free filters because like some of them really look nice. And then I was so like happy with um, my photos from that trip that I continued it like on my trip to Hong Kong like a few months after. But there's just one photo that I took coming back from... This is on our flight back from Fukuoka. This is this one. I stuck my phone outside the window, like the side of the window, and I just decided I that, to yeah, like, yeah. take a photo of like the turbine. And I don't know what after I just I was like, damn, I love taking pictures. Like this, even if I'm not gonna consider myself like a photographer, even just putting that out for other people to see that like moments like this can be captured if you notice yeah. them. Like, oh yeah such a liberating moment for amateurs <laughs> for me naman i actually i wasn't really big on photography like back then i was more on like taking videos like especially as a kid i used to even have like a youtube channel where i unbox like pokemon cards and stuff but yeah i was more into videos before don't look up the channel anymore. It's gone. So, <laughs> so yeah. But then I remember when I dabbled into photography, like just simple, like, you know, point and shoot was when The Amazing Spider-Man came out. Like I was a big fan of the movie and we all know Peter Parker's like a photographer. Right? And I really liked like Andrew Garfield's interpretation of it. So parang it kind of like, I kind of went into this like, Peter Parker phase back in high school. Was it like first year back? Yeah, first yeah, year, 2012, something like that. Yeah. 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 And then like a year later, I remember we went, me and my family went to Baguio um, to, to one of our relatives' house. Like we stayed for a week. And then, yeah, like uh, I had a camera with me. Um, it's actually gone now. So like I can't show anything, but. So I was like taking pictures of like the scenery and what at one and whatnot, you know, everything that we've every place that we visited in Baguio. Because we obviously we had to like go around, you know, we're not gonna stay at the house long. And then one time I decided to like stay up and wait for the sunrise. So I actually went out of the house one time and then I waited for the sunrise. I took a picture of it. So I was very proud. I even played around with like the the settings and stuff, you know, all the the complicated stuff because usually I would just point and shoot like straight up so yeah and then I took the photo yeah. yeah but it's definitely something I was proud of it was a pretty decent photo something I would post on Instagram had I made an Instagram account at that time but I did not have one so yeah um, apart from that yeah like I'm not really too much of a photography guy like I don't take pictures often but when I do like I really like put my all into it you know like just to have that one nice photo every nice in a while every once in a while <laughs> yeah pretty cool yeah I guess for me it would have to 
come from my trip when I went to Canada because I don't know, like film cameras are so accessible there. You just walk in Urban Outfitters or like uh, London Drugs and there's like a film section, which is so crazy. And I'm so interested about film. And I don't know, for me, I love taking pictures of people. And it's so funny because I like when I take the picture, they always look so good. But when it's my turn, it's like, what the hell? True. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite picture that I took, like I'm so proud of this picture, is this picture of my cousin. I don't know. It's just. Oh wow! Album it's so cover. It's like, right? Yeah. It's like, right? Album cover. <laughs> it's like young, dumb, and broke vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's my favorite picture. I found the photo actually. Like, I don't know if you can, Oh my gosh, my camera's blurred. <laughs> I'm not blurred. I'm not blurred my background with that. Okay, so it's there. I don't know if you can see it. Oh wow. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah. With the, with the water reflection. Yeah, the water reflection. Water reflection is good. It was perfect. I was just like shooting it for fun. And then when I saw it, I was just like, oh, yeah. oh damn. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If if I can I if I can add love Sonia said uh, Kanina, like how photography is so technical, like I totally uh understand that because at first, you know, it's very intimidating. Like you need the best camera to take, you know, really good pictures. But in reality you don't have to as long as you know what to take and and uh, you take what you like. It doesn't matter what camera you have. I started with my phone and that's how I learned also. So yeah, it's not intimidating guys, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys just proved that today that photography isn't intimidating oh, yeah. at all. Thank you. <laughs> we try. <laughs> we try. <laughs> you just validated. Okay, so permission, we all need that. Guide it's our photos done. <laughs> we're all uh, photographers today thank you for joining mm-hmm. <laughs> well can I just add you know how like the lighting in other countries is so much better than the lighting here like when you oh take pictures God, yeah. Right? Yeah. apparently it's yeah, like definitely. something to do with the pollution here well, Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the buildings how... and even. <laughs> I think that's why I was gonna say, I was gonna say, because like it's number one, it's not polluted in Bukalod. And number two, like the last time I flew out somewhere was to like to Bangkok in the middle of the really bad pollution thing. I was like, I think it's so bad there. So yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's pollution. Yeah. Sure. But there's like many factors that affect the photo. Yeah, many factors. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. But even like maybe if it's like bad lighting and stuff, I think like photography can still power through to the guy even. It's like even like okay, like I'm, I'm gonna share so but like I had like a broken camera and stuff, like in my like my old phone. But then I still chose to like take it, which like take a shot of something. But then it's like it turned out well, no man. Like I don't know like if people like think that like like the like the Sirakam vibes for like <laughs> but then like I, I don't know, like it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> 
Very graphic that. I was thinking like it's it showed cracked in the screen, so it's like multiple dimensions or something. Like the shaky like vibes and stuff. Yeah, it's like like a party effect or something like that. Wow! Instant filter. But yeah, share that. Imagine if you took a picture of a stained glass window with that. That'd be <laughs> yeah, dope, that man. so trippy. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. Missed opportunity. <laughs> so, like, bouncing oh, off. Yeah. Oh, you were saying Anna. No, you, Bea, you said something funny. Lang. Like, I don't know. Which like, one? Alessia, I think you can agree with this. Like, every, not when every photographer struggles, but, like, when you take photos of people, you're like, oh, like, for, for DP Black, let's say like oh yeah i'll take your photos like okay i'll i'll position you here and then like you work on their angles and you try super hard to like get the best photo of them and then you ask them to take your photo and it's just like not it it looks flat (laughs) you know what i'm saying it looks very flat yeah Yeah, but i'm I'm, thankful my parents that's why i take the picture (laughs) (laughs) or like um, people like or like you pass on the phone, you're like, okay, so can you like show your phone there? But I know what you're seeing in the viewfinder. And then like I'll just like move myself and tell you where to move. It's a funny thing. It's a yeah, funny yeah, experience yeah. now. Yeah. Self-timer. No, no. Yeah. True. <laughs> so like we all know that taking a picture doesn't end with like just clicking the shutter button. So what equipment and editing editing apps do you guys use for your photos? There's because there's a lot. There's like VSCO, there's like Lightroom, Photoshop. Yeah. So what do you guys use for your pictures? I don't really use a lot. I guess I like I guess like um with the background and like photojournalism. Or like in like okay, in school journalism and stuff like that. Like you kinda don't want to like edit photos a lot. Mm-hmm. Like you want it to look as natural as possible, but I guess for me, okay, like equipment. Um, I have a Canon SLR, and then a, a, like a smaller Lumix, which is like easier to carry. And for editing, okay, I took here. I put in here my notes. I I use Lightroom a lot. Like for, <laughs> like I don't know. I've bought. I've. I kind of not even mastered it, but I learned Lightroom two years ago. And it was just like super not kind of life changing, but it was so interesting how mm-hmm. how many things you can change as long as you shoot in raw. That's mm. one thing. If you don't shoot in raw, it's so hard to like edit things. Like if you're taking yeah. digital, um, some of like the high and the best tips like, uh, shoot in raw, and don't shoot in black and white. Like post process everything later. Like don't shoot with a filter. But aside from that, like I also put your Snapseed, low key not bad, because. Snapseed is very, like, yeah. for a phone app, it's pretty technical when it yeah, comes it to, like, yeah. changing things. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, like, that 3D photo. I forgot what the, what the setting is called, but, like, you can kind of, like, change the direction of, yeah, like, I know the facing, and that's just, yeah. like, so interesting Yeah, the perspective. Yeah. 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 What, what camera do you use? I have a, it's in a cabinet, but it's a Canon. 1000D or something like that, or 100D, and then a Lumix, it's like really old, it's like 2008, but it's just like so small, it's like this 
small lang mm-hmm. correct to the right yeah. Anna, do you use like oh. certain kinds of lenses for like certain kinds of events yeah um yeah yeah okay so like the way you have the standard 18 to 55 which is yeah. basically like what every camera comes with but for me yeah. like aside from that like in my arsenal let's say i have a telephoto which is like um 50 to 300 50 to 200 and like that's what if you guys follow me on instagram that's what i've been using to like take photos of the moon whenever the moon's bright like i'll post on my story right mm-hmm. so like I'll, i'll use that lens and that's also for like sports photography and then there's also the prime lens which like, you you can't zoom it in so like it's just like a fat like a fat thing mm-hmm. and then it's more for like portrait photography oh. like the aperture and stuff like that but those are like the three kind of essential ones and then like wide lens and like longer telephoto lenses and other portrait lenses which is like for more specific job descriptions and stuff like mm-hmm. that for more specific uses because like lenses are an investment like half the time a lens will be more expensive than the camera you get that's for. so true yeah let's see like an investment what do you let's see what apps are like uh, cameras do you use for your well photos? equipment wise i i actually have them right here uh hey. <laughs> i started with of course yeah, i'm prepared no i'm just kidding um i think before i start uh, i think equipment like camera equipment i think it all depends on um your style mm-hmm. like um i'm sure like anna's equipment is far from from mine because we have two different uh, styles right and there's a lot of of styles coming so so it really depends on what you shoot so this is my first film camera an Olympus wow. M1 wow SLR uh yeah i i'm not familiar with all the lenses and the technicalities of the lenses because i just like the 50 cuz i said i i shoot street so um a lot of the people i look up to use a 50 or a 35 So yeah, so SLR. Um, last year I got finally I got into digital, so I have this small compact Leica, and then I moved to medium format. I got a CLR um, medium uh-huh. format. It's big and it's heavy. Yeah, because I want to do portrait, and if I I want to see if I can do street also with this, it's hard. Yeah, you look down here. They look. Like this one. What? That's so cool. It's a different experience. Yeah, it's a different experience and a more expensive. <laughs> so I haven't been shooting yet. Um, um, what? What? Uh, apps no one. Of course, I think we've all been to Visco. We've we've all tried that. And then recently, Anna said that your Lightroom is such a life-changing experience. And yes, it is. I agree. Um, if you're serious in photography, I think you should invest in one. Luckily, shout out to my girlfriend Marcy. Hello, uh, you'll be listening. Um, thank you for hooking me up with Lightroom. Appreciate <laughs> you. So yeah, it really, it really. I had to learn it, and it was a fun experience learning it. It's 
completely expect like a professional on my laptop and editing my old pictures to make it look modern, I guess. Um, I believe, honestly, this may sound preachy, but like I believe I said that at least 80 to 90% of the work should be done in the camera. Like, it should be uh, your, you should be happy with the results that you see in the camera. Or if it's a digital, you should be happy with, with the result you see at the back or with if, you, if it's filmed with what you get um, after being developed. And then I personally, I do just small tweaks uh, with Lightroom and just like, you know, like maybe it was kind of too dark. I didn't see it. Maybe I'd up it a bit. Very small tweaks. If I don't finish, I for me, maximum time of editing is 10 minutes and I know if it's like more than 10 minutes I don't like the photo like I'll probably like give up and not edit it but yeah I'd, I'd fix it really fast because as much as possible everything has to be done when I shoot the when mm -hmm. I press the shutter so, yeah. okay so the next time I'm not gonna spend like <laughs> <laughs> More than 10 minutes. Yeah, an hour. <laughs> yeah. Go along. Not to eat to each of those, dude. But, yeah. but no, but that does make a lot of sense. Because, like, why would you spend, like, a lot of time editing it? Like, you're supposed to be satisfied yeah. with what you took. Yeah. That's why you clicked the button in the yeah. first mm -hmm. place, right? Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, I mean, for portrait and studio work, yeah. that's completely yeah. different. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just really spend time you know mm -hmm. um even in photoshop with it but the way i take because um I, I i haven't done any studio work it's more out um more out in the the street so that's just that's why it's just minor tweaks because i just really rely on the light that day and the scene and mm -hmm. it. yeah so it's yeah. more of like enhancing the photo yeah <laughs> yeah yeah just you know uh, making it a bit more like if it's digital you know it's a, a bit more flat so you know i want to make you know up the up the contrast make it change the color a bit to make it more blue if this guy's wearing a blue shirt i want to make it more so he pops out in the scene mm -hmm. you know stuff like that yeah educational <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm learning so much new stuff because like, me too I'm freaking yeah. amateur <laughs> I really just, you know, it's all on IG lang. Like, what you see there is the the peak of my photography skills. But, like, you know, like, what you said to each soul. So, like, everyone yeah. should be proud of the stuff that they put out because that's part of their personality, actually. It's true. They're sharing it's with true. the world, like, the way that they see things through their eyes, yeah. which is something to be find, proud find of. Find what works for you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like... That's like you showing people like how you view the world. So we're just yeah. like, what they had. We see the world with filters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My it's life like in tiles. Because oh, no. like photography is such an intimate thing. Because mm. like really when is, you yeah. take a photo yeah. on your phone, you like you cradle the phone in your hands and you take the photo. When you take a photo on a camera, you like really bring it up to your eye. And like, it's yeah. photography itself is such a tangible thing, but it's also so intimate because like it's what your eyes see, and you're yeah. sharing that with yeah. the world. And like it's kind of like from someone who's short, like you see the world very differently when you're short. Yeah, I can yeah. relate to, to that. like someone taller. 
and it's kind of like the same principle when it comes to photography because like the way the camera and like the way the viewfinder is like so near to the lens it's like no one's gonna have a view like yours like that's... even if you're even if you're like shooting an event let's say and then yeah. let's say like there's a portion for the press right and like you see you think now all the photographers are lined up there and then like oh you think now like the news stations are all gonna have the same shot of this event like is they're all gonna publish the same shot but if you look at it like the different photographers have different lenses they're mm-hmm. going for yeah. different yeah. angles like some of them are really zoomed in some of them are really zoomed out and it's not, it sounds mm-hmm. like so intimate and so personal but at the same time it's so public yeah. when it leaves like once that shutter is pressed like it becomes like it has the has the potential to be very public at the same time yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and i i i'm i kind of grateful in that i started with film because you know a lot of people like with your phone or with a digital you take a picture and then you you look at it and you, yeah. you take it again and you look yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah uh personally like i i like it with the film because you don't see it so you're at least you know personally i'm i'm more connected with with the scene and and yeah. with her, who i'm mm-hmm. shooting because you know there's a, there's more thought when it's filmed because because one it's expensive if you mess it up <laughs> so you really got to be like oh my god yeah. you know there's there's a there's a connection yeah 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 but there's a there's a connection um with when you don't see it that's why if, when i use my digital uh, and when i shoot i don't i don't look yeah Yeah. So like speaking of like your different styles and like the equipment that you guys have and everything. Oh, uh, like let's bounce off the like um like personal like experience like professional experience of someone and stuff. Like how would you feel like if someone hired you to do photography work for them? And if you've already experienced this, what is it like? Like can you share like your experience with that? I don't have a lot of professional work um experience i don't have a lot of professional experience but our i think all of our common friends uh the rapper gabby singson um he so story time so he 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 told me he asked me if i could shoot for him for his uh career rap career and and an album or whatever shout out to you good kid um and i was so scared because i only at that point i think i've only been shooting film for like a year and that and and this this exact camera was my only camera and i was like oh okay uh, i can do it and i was like i have no experience so like as soon as he said that i went online and i was like how do i do this how do i cuz this i don't know any studio work i i don't come in with like big lights and flashes and all that. I just literally came in with my camera and two rolls of film. And uh it was scary, but you know, because he's he's a friend of mine. It was comfortable, you know, we he he knew what he wanted. He was very professional. He knew what he wanted. And we were just uh brainstorming on ideas of uh how to shoot. And eventually uh it's on or it still is it's still on spotify and when i saw it i was like i had like a out of body experience looking at like is that my picture on on, on spotify like what 
you know, it's not it's not like major, but I still count it as like a huge thing in my quote unquote small photography career. Yeah. So and then recently Dudong uh Seek. Uh oh yeah. Yeah. He approached me if he can use my picture for for the album cover the cover art, which was another like wow experience. Like, honestly I wasn't even shooting for that uh, reason. I, I shot that because I wanted to document the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Weekend. yeah. Yeah. And then he just I reached out to me like a month ago if he could use that. So I was like, wow, that's like it, it's it's nice to know that I guess it's paying off. Like everything that I've uh studied on photography and all that is kind of paying off. But a real studio work I haven't done. Hopefully I would, maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess maybe, man. like, I haven't, I don't think I've, like, worked professionally, professionally, but working in student pubs and all of that is, I guess, like, the closest I'm ever going to be to, like, taking this as more than just a hobby, like, almost a job. Especially because, like, when you're put in a professional work environment, it's something that you always consider a hobby. And, like, basically, almost everyone who joins with you considers it a hobby. One thing that you really don't expect is, like, all the feedback and all the technicalities of it. So you kind of just, like, see it as more than just a hobby, more than a learning opportunity, but really, like, a chance to do something, like, professional, like, give your all about it and have very professional opinions on it. I guess, like, um for that like my highlight of the of my photography career would really be um I guess like being featured on ABS-CBN sports like it was so it's such a cool thing wow They're like yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> so cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's crazy okay so like the story behind it was like um it was like late after I was like late now after class and I was like rushing to find the lens and I had to go upstairs like I had to climb up the zone and take photos of like the lady spikers and it was them and like this really cool deformation photo like I, don't know, I just thought I was taking it for an article like oh, they were so nice they're so professional and they also I guess that's one thing that you don't really realize about student athletes is because they're so photographed like they already know what to do like they know what their angles are and everything like they're probably like that's why they become really successful models outside the sports because they know what their angles are but yeah so it was like um I woke up one afternoon and my photo was on ABS-CBN sports like with the watermark and my name on it I was like like it just it just felt so surreal knowing that like photography isn't just like a hobby like it's not just something like I'll take I'll send to my editor and it's going to be like posted on the La Salle and like on a Facebook page, like printed on a newspaper. But like now it's something that's like shown to the general public. Oh. <laughs> Crazy like, to think that's of like so something. Cool. Yeah. It's, also, it's, like, it's like something that came from like, it's something that jumps from a small screen on your camera, like a small screen that you have in your hand. Oh my God. Yeah, it's something that jumps from like a small screen that you have in your hands to like 
photo books. This is one of my one of my favorite photographers, William Eggleston. And what I do if I like a if I like a photo, let's say this one, I would put like post-it notes and like really like what I what I like about it, just so I don't forget and I can learn from. So yeah, so and then I just put like post-it notes, like notes <laughs> to, to myself. Yeah, like what I like about it, what I can learn from and all that. Um another is don't fall into gas. Uh gas G A S is gear acquisition syndrome so that's when like a lot of people are like you know i want to take nice photos i'm gonna buy the best gear possible and that's just for me that's just that might that might hinder your your growth as a photographer and your photography style um again like what anna said also it's just a photo man like what matters is you you want to tell a story you want to tell something and you do it and and yeah, um, so yeah, be careful of gas. It's like a lot of people just buy and buy gear, and mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't study the art. Um, another thing is sorry, how about no? Oh, yeah. oh, no, it's okay. Another another thing is um, Instagram is a good platform to put out your work but it's not the only platform like Anna is lucky enough to have her uh, the Lasallian and, and ABS CBN um, of course let's, let's <laughs> give it up for Anna um, yeah so there's you know there's a lot of, of ways to put out your work and and there's a there's a big community even in our circle of friends, there's a lot of people who like photography. And maybe you can show them your work, and you know they can help help you grow also with their opinions on it. And and if you have uh, questions about it, like like what we're doing now, right? So you know it's it's good to have a community um, of people who who like photography. And um, what else? Yeah, I learn from different lanes of photography. Like I, I like shooting street photography, but I also look at um, portraiture, studio work, uh, movies, even even though like you know, it's, some might say it's completely different, like street photography. Or if you like um, portraiture, you can look at still life or wildlife photography. There's a lot to learn. Um, in different lanes of photography. It's a big, big community. So yeah, at the end of the day, just keep shooting. Have your camera with you. If you have a camera, bring it all around. That's what I do. I bring my camera all around anywhere, even though I'm gonna go across the street or whatever, I still bring my camera. You'll never know. So yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. These, these two. Yeah, these two. We picked the right people. Mm-hmm. What an episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, Maurice such an experience. Speechless by our guests always. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um. Yeah, like it's, there's, like, there's really like 
I don't know what to say. I was gonna say something, but you were last speechless. I was gonna say something, and then the thought left me. Not really good stuff. But like when it comes to like photography, there's really just it's really just so such a beautiful thing that like that I feel like people can like really pick up on and stuff, mm-hmm. and then like what like they've said, like just keep like you know shooting photographs and stuff like that. Like that'll just like help like develop like your skills even and stuff and like experimenting and even stuff. So yeah, like I've seen like their like their works and stuff like their their shots like their photos like Alessis and Anas and stuff. Which shots skills like super good. Sorry, which one? Sorry. Like I've seen like your like your photo like the photos that you've you've taken and stuff. Yeah, like, they're really good. Yeah, like, they're really good like photos. <laughs> Thank. I don't know, uh, Ramon. You wanna you wanna bring this home? I don't know what to say anymore. I already, I already kind of knew you were gonna be. Oh, Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really don't know. Like my my mind is just like stumped. Like, uh, hey. Yeah. But yeah, um, what an episode. Definitely, uh, it made us appreciate photography a lot more. You know, and I hope for everybody watching or listening, you know, especially for those who are considering taking up photography, you know, just just do it. You know, go for it. I, I think I feel like photography is is for everyone. You know, anyone can, you know, pick up a camera and just, you know, shoot whatever you want to shoot. You know, create moments. You know, lasting memories and whatnot. So. Um, with that said, this episode has come to a close. Um, again, we, look, we would like to thank our guests, Alessi and Anna, for taking the time um, to be here with us today. We greatly appreciate it. You know, we learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be plugging everything that they want to be plugged in the description below. So you could check out their, uh, maybe their Instagram accounts. You know, you could see like some photos there, you know. So yeah, um, nothing left to say. Yes, so many shout outs. I joke. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Go, 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 my friends listening, shout out to my girlfriend, Marcy. Hello. Thank you again for Lightroom. <laughs> and uh, shout out to shout out to Giorana, who's been listening to you guys since day one. Oh, really? Shout oh. out to Giorana. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. He, he, when, when I told him I would be on, he was like, I need a shout out. I'm like, okay, okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so yeah, here's your shout out, Gio. Love you, sir. Thank you, Gio. <laughs> Anna, do you have any uh, shout-outs? Oh, who do I shout-out? I guess I shout-out to all my friends. She's <laughs> a list, so no? Cool. She's like... The Mappa Clan. The Mappa Clan. <laughs> <She's like, laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout-out to all my friends, to all my org mates, to all my orgs. Um, yeah, all my orgs, past and present, to my friends, to the people, <laughs> to the people of the world. <laughs> Such a shout woman out. in action, this girl. Sorry, I was gonna shout. I was gonna shout out someone, but they said they were shy to shout out. And I see you, but yeah, that's about it for me. Hey, 
All right. All right. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> okay. So, shooting, guys. Yeah. We will. You guys too. Don't stop. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that said, this has been another episode of the Sus Podcast. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed. I'll see you all on the next one. Woo! One, two, three, four. Thanks for tuning in to our screw up sesh. We'll hope we'll see you again. Screw up sesh. Screw up sesh. Thanks for tuning in to our stupid podcast.